Bibles this morning, let's turn to Mark chapter 14. Can't see either, so. Mark chapter 14, verse 22. As they were eating, he took bread, blessed, and broke it gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and so they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood that establishes the covenant. It is shed for many. I assure you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine. Until the day when I drink it new, a new, in a new way in the kingdom of God. After singing psalms, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, All of you will run away, because it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been resurrected, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, Even if everyone runs away, I will certainly not. I assure you, Jesus said to him, Today, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he kept insisting, If I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And they all said the same thing. Let us pray. Our Father, we uh, do come before your throne of grace this morning. God, with our hearts humbled, as we think about this passage of Scripture, how easy it is for us to say that we will maintain our faith and how difficult it is especially in our day and time to be drawn away to a sinful lifestyle our prayer is God that you would uh, just forgive us of our sin give us the courage the strength to live for you to exalt you in every way, to be your children and proud of it, to be examples for you through our lives to everyone. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the Lord Jesus, the salvation that he brings. We just pray, God, that you bless each one here today. Have your will and your way in each life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Put my eyes back on. I might be able to see this page. <laughs> the uh, 
passage of Scripture here is kind of a recap of the Passover. The comparisons we see here of Christ's death and the Passover. The Passover was a, a holiday, not a holiday, but I, that's what I would call it, a holiday. It was a time of celebration of a religious uh, holiday that the Jews celebrated, the Passover. It was a time when they remembered, if you recall from the Old Testament, what the Passover was all about. It was a time that they remembered the salvation of the Lord and uh, his judgment of Israel and him, not Israel, but Egypt, but uh, his passing over the children of Israel and uh, sparing them from the horrible judgment that came on the Egyptians. If you remember, that's when all of the firstborn in Egypt died. Uh, it must have been a, a horrible night. There must have been much wailing and gnashing of teeth. Uh, but uh, the Israelite children were protected from that because of God's grace and His mercy. The, uh, the Passover lamb was slain on the eve of Passover by this time. On the afternoon of the 14th of Nisan, which is a Jewish calendar, which is the first month of the Jewish year, Jesus is the lamb that was sacrificed on the 14th of the first month. You see, when we compare the two, the death of Jesus and the sacrifice that he made was a picture of what the Jews had been celebrating. Well, the, what they had been celebrating was a picture of what Jesus was about to do and did. They had been celebrating this uh, newness of life and the salvation for all of these years through the Passover because God passed over them. If you'll remember the story of the Passover in the Old Testament, the Hebrews were told to take the blood of a lamb and smear it over the doorpost of the house and the lentils to keep the death angel from stopping at that house, every house that did not have the blood over the door, every house the death angel would go into and the firstborn of that family would die. Now, this picture of Jesus' death in the New Testament and what he did was a picture of that blood on the doorpost. He shed his blood for all of mankind and whoever has the blood of Jesus smeared over the doorpost of their heart. When judgment time comes and the death angel passes by, he's going to pass us by if we have that blood uh, smeared over the doorpost of our heart. And we will not have to suffer death eternally. Now we're talking about a long time here. This, this death that we will suffer, if we suffer that death, will be eternal. Now folks, I don't know about y'all, and I don't know whether you think about it much. If you're like me, you don't like to think about it very much. But those that uh, step into eternity without the blood of Jesus on their heart are going to suffer the pangs of hell for an eternity. How many of y'all ever stuck your finger in the fire? I've stuck more than my finger in the fire. I'll tell you, my mama told me when I was little, I was a little fellow, 
I may have told you all this before. But you all know what them old big high-back rockers look like. About that tall, big post on the side, big rockers under the bottom. When I was about three years old, I was rocking in one of those rockers. Well, we, we lived out in the country like many folks did back then because that was a long time ago when I was three years old. It was 70 years ago. And that, that old coal-burning heater was glowing red. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. You've been there. And I was sitting there rocking close to that heater. And I rocked too big. And my chair went over into the heater. Little three-year-old face went right up against that hot heater, glowing red. Three-year-old had enough sense, I guess you'd call it, to take his little three-year-old hand and push his face away from the heater about the time Mama got there. She snatched me up, and the flesh on my face rolled up into a ball, and the flesh on my hand rolled into a ball. Now, I'm going to tell you all how wonderful God is. I hadn't got a scar on me from that instant. But I had absolutely the flesh burned off of my face and my hand from that incident. Now, I can tell you something about what it's going to be like for the blood of Jesus to be spread over the doorpost of your heart when he comes. Because if I don't remember the heat from that stove, I remember what happened to me. Now, I can't imagine anybody with any understanding at all who would step into eternity knowing that without Jesus Christ to protect them, that's what was going to happen to them. But it wasn't going to be over just like that. You didn't have an opportunity. You're not going to have an opportunity to, to heal in hell. That flame is going to be eternal. The punishment is going to be eternal. You're not going to be able to escape it and get away from it or anything else. The thing to do is make preparation now. Boy, I tell you, it's, it's hard for me to preach messages like this. But folks, if there's a message that we as Christians need to get into a lost and dying world, it's that. God doesn't want to punish anyone. But folks, he said that's what he's going to do if we don't get right with him. Now, God is perfect. God is holy. And try as we might as human beings, there's no way we would ever get to the place where our perfection and our holiness was pure enough to get to go to heaven and be in God's house. It just wouldn't happen. It's not going to happen without Jesus. You see, my Bible tells me that Jesus came to the earth and he died in my place. He died in everybody's place that would have the gumption to turn to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner. Please save me of my sin. Don't let me go to hell. I mean, if that's the only excuse you got, that's, hey, let it be so. 
I believe that you're the son of God and you died in my place and I'm not going to have to go there because you died for me. Save my soul. Have mercy, folks. That's the best thing we can do. The little ones old up to Johnny our age. I ain't picking on you. But you're the closest one here. <laughs> Look, the time to get right with Jesus is now. And that lamb, that Passover lamb was slain on the eve of Passover on the afternoon of the, the fourth of the month of Nisan. That's the first month in the Jewish calendar. Jesus is the Lamb of God that shed His blood, was sacrificed for us on the 14th of the first day of the month. Coincidence? Not hardly. Jesus was our Passover Lamb. He took our place. He died for us. He took our punishment. Now, folks, I don't know if y'all think like I do or not. I'm sure sometimes you might, sometimes you don't. But I want you to think, if you will, just a moment about this. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus was on this planet. I can't imagine how many people have lived from the time of Jesus until now who have accepted Him as their Savior. Thousands, literally thousands upon thousands of people, millions, I'll go that far. We've got millions of people in the world who had just punishment coming for their sin. Now listen to me. Jesus took the pain and the anguish of every person, not just one, every person. The hundreds of thousands are literally millions of people that trusted Him as their Savior. He took the punishment they deserved upon Himself on that cross. You don't think the agony that He was feeling was terrible? Folks, it was horrible. What Jesus did for us is unfathomable. We cannot imagine the anguish that he felt on that cross. Oh yeah, we can, we can imagine what it's like to have a nail driven through your hand. We can imagine that sort of thing. But folks, we cannot imagine what it would be like to suffer the kind of agony that he did for millions of people who would die from that point to this one. And unless he comes back today, it's going to continue. He died for the sins of all men for all time that would turn to him. My Jesus is a wonderful Jesus. Amen. And we ought to be proud of him, folks. Those of us who are Christian, we ought to be proud of him. We ought to be glad that God showed us a picture in the Old Testament of what was going to happen in the New. Showed us the Passover and that, that whole process, the Lamb. He showed us the Lamb before Jesus ever came. He fulfilled that promise in Jesus. 
that lamb was without blemish. He didn't have a spot on him. He was perfect. Not any human beings alive on this planet never have been except Jesus that came into this world without blemish, lived his life among men in a sinful world and died without sin. Jesus did. He was able to do that because he followed what the Lord had given him to do. He came to live a perfect life and die for the sins of men. And that's the only way he could have done it. Folks, there's not but one way that could have happened. And the scripture tells me that God, listen to me now, God became flesh and dwelt among us as Jesus. My God, your God, the God of all mankind, the God of all creation, loved us enough in spite of our sin and hard-headedness and rejection of Him and turning away from Him, He loved us enough to take upon Himself a robe of flesh to come and live among us as a human being and to offer Himself as a sacrifice for all of our sin for all time. Now, I want to tell you something. If that doesn't raise your, <laughs> that doesn't raise your thinking about God, nothing will. My God is a great and an awesome God. He loves me so much, it's pitiful. And we might think we love our family and our children and, and uh, folks at church. We love each other. But folks, I want to tell you something. The love that we have for each other pales in comparison to the love that our Heavenly Father has for us. Amen. We cannot imagine how much He loves us we can't even experience the anguish that he experienced on the cross because we would die too quick. Jesus, God, allowed himself to be nailed to a cross, to hang there for hours, suffering physical agony as a man that you and I might live. If we don't have any reason to praise the Lord, that's a good reason. Amen. We don't need another reason, but that's a good one, okay? That lamb that was offered was to be in the prime of his life, to be a year old, perfect lamb. Jesus was in the prime of his life when they took him and offered him as a sacrifice as a young adult. People believe that he, he probably was 32, 33 years old. Well, that's a, as a human being, that's what we consider the prime of our life when we're about the healthiest and the strongest we're going to be. God offered the perfect sacrifice on that cross. He gave his life intentionally, not accidentally, intentionally to take away your sins and mine. Now the sad part about that is Jesus 
died on the cross for the sin of every human being that would ever live. Let me say that again. Jesus died on the cross for the sin of every human being that would ever live. It doesn't make any difference if that human being got sense enough to trust Jesus as his Savior or not. Jesus still died for his sin. He can reject Jesus and turn him away and never accept him, but Jesus still died for his sin. If he comes to his senses and turns around and comes back, Jesus still don't save him. But if he dies in that condition without trusting Jesus, there's only one place for him to go, and that's to a devil's torment in hell. There's no need in that. There's no need for anybody to leave life on this planet without Jesus and the assurance of salvation. There's no need in it. But folks, day in and day out, year after year, people do it. People you know and people I know, people that we've loved and cared for have done that. Many times with many times without a witness in their lives. But it's happened. Jesus was that perfect lamb without a spot in the prime of his life that was offered for the sins of all men. The lamb had to be a male. Jesus came to earth as a man. You know, Scripture tells us that uh, Jesus came as a male child, grew into a man. Now, Jesus could have come as anything else. The world was, uh, in its sacrificial system, knew about offering different animals for sacrifices for sin. But the Scripture required that a man, and that was Jesus, give up his life for us. That sacrifice would be for everyone. Every house, each family, had to have their own lamb in the Passover. Without spot, without blemish, every household had its own lamb. Everyone has to open their heart to Jesus if they're going to take advantage of the sacrifice that Jesus made. Now, he died for everybody, but not everybody will accept him. That's a shame. That's a shame that he would give his life and suffer the agony that he suffered, and people would reject him and turn him away. Folks, in order to have salvation, and we don't seem to want to understand, I guess, sometimes in our life here on this earth that's so helter-skelter and busy in everyday living, we don't want to think about surrendering who we are and giving that life to Jesus. Folks, we cannot, we cannot 
have a ticket, if you will, into heaven without having it punched by Jesus. Uh, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't ridden too many trains or subways or anything like that, but I, I see them with the conductor standing there with his little puncher thing, you know, and folks get on with the ticket and hand it to him and he punches it. They'll let them, they just have so many or a certain number of days on each ticket. I don't know how that works. Never been there, never done that. I just see them doing it. And I know this, we've got to have our ticket punched to get into heaven. Nobody's going to be allowed there without the blood of Jesus covering their lives. That's how it works. We just need to understand that. And uh, just as every lamb, every house had to have its own lamb to sacrifice, so does every individual have to have that blood of that lamb covering the sin in our lives in order to be acceptable in God's kingdom. It's going to be bad if we get to the kingdom without the covering of the blood. Can you imagine standing at the pearly gates and God shaking his head, no, you can't come in. You don't have the blood covering. Personal acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ is what covers us with the blood of the Lamb. And it becomes visible to everyone from then on but especially to God. We have to be covered in the blood of Jesus. And the lamb had to be, lamb had to be brought in the, the house four days before the 14th. Now, these were the regulations for the Passover. The lamb had to be brought into the house four days before the 14th. That, that was the, the regulation. Four days before his death on the cross, on the eve of Passover, Jesus was brought into Jerusalem on a donkey. He fulfilled every requirement of the Passover sacrifice in his own person. He became the Passover lamb for all men who would ever live. He's the one. It's Him that we worship. It's Him that we put our trust and confidence in. It's Him that I hope every one of us eventually at some point in time will understand the need that we have for a Savior. Folks, some of us have gotten old enough to realize that we have done things that are not right. And you know what we call those things that we do that are not right? Sin. And every human being that has ever lived has sinned in their life. My Jesus, your Jesus, died to take away that sin, young or old, Big or tall, fat or slim, it doesn't matter if you have a lot of hair or no hair. If you turn to Jesus for acceptance and forgiveness of sin, the scripture tells me 
that he'll save you, he'll forgive your sin, and give you a place in the kingdom. Enter into my rest. We become his child. That's what he does for us. Folks, if we don't have any reason to be happy today in Jesus, that's reason enough. He died to set us free of our sin, to get us out of prison, to give us a home in heaven with him for eternity. If we don't know him, if we've never turned to him as our Savior, uh, we need to do that. That's not a difficult thing to do. It's just deciding in your mind who Jesus is and what he's done for you, the individual. See, he did it for you. Not just all of us, he did it for you. But we can't get it corporately. Just because you're here doesn't mean you have it. You got to have it individually in your own heart. Once it's there, it never leaves. There's nothing that can take it away. God saves you and he saves you for eternity. When he comes back one of these days, when that sky breaks open, I still don't know whether I want to be alive when that happens or be dead. It's, it's, a, it's a difference in perspective. When Jesus comes back, if you're still alive or if you're in the grave. Because when Jesus comes back, the graves are going to be open and all the dead saints are going to rise up and fly out of the ground and go to meet Jesus in the air. And those of us who are alive and remain on the earth are going to catch them by the heel. We're going up with them. Amen. Now, I don't know whether to watch it from behind or ahead. I don't know which would be better. All I know is the important thing is to be in that resurrection. Amen. You don't want to be left behind. And we can do that just simply by Asking Jesus to forgive our sins, come into our heart as our Savior. And I'd venture a guess most of us in this room have done that today. We need to be extremely happy and appreciative of what we have in Jesus. We should never take it for granted. We should live for Him every day. Do the best that we can in Him every day. Because he's loved us enough to die for us. And he lives for us in the kingdom today at the right hand of God, making intercession for us all the time, every day. And he's going to do that until we get there. We've got a mighty God, a wonderful God, and a wonderful Savior. If you haven't given your heart to him, you need to do that. If you have, you need to praise him and follow him in everything that you do. Let's uh, stand together and we'll have a word of prayer. The all that that Jesus, he fulfilled so many of the promises and the, the prophecies of the the Bible. Uh, we could go on about this for a long time, but uh, I'll stop there this morning. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for your love and your watch care over us. Thank you for 
being my Savior. Thank you for sending your Son to earth to offer himself as a sacrifice for the sins of all men. Our prayer is this morning, Lord, that everyone here within the sound of my voice has heard and understood and has accepted the Lord Jesus as their Savior. Lord, we just want to dedicate our lives to you. We thank you for dedicating the life of Jesus to us. We pray that we might live a life worthy of what you have done for us. Lord, we, uh, we ask you to love us and care for us. Watch over us. Lead us, God, to do what you would have us to do. Now, folks, listen, listen to me. Every head bowed and every eye still closed. You listen. If the Lord has spoken to you today in any way about a decision you need to make to follow Him, to come to Him as a Savior, to dedicate your life to serving Him, whatever God has spoken to you about doing this morning, you need to do it. Just step out in the aisle and come down here and I'll pray with you. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. God wants you to be obedient to Him, to love Him. And the church, as a church, will accept you and love you and encourage you to do what the church can do to help each one of our lives. Steve, would you dismiss us, please? Dismiss us.